I like to talk about Miramichi. I like to talk about sports. It's in my wheelhouse. We have hosted major midget Atlantics and then had our team ripped away from us thanks to Hockey New Brunswick. That still pisses me off. What I love about it is that you remember it one way, I remember it another, but we'll both remember it as The Run. Hi there, and welcome to The Run. This is episode 13. We're going to start the podcast by saying thanks to LJ Patterson Sales and Service. Check them out online at ljpattersonsales.com and also check out their Facebook page. This is the final week to get some crazy deals on trailers, up to $20,000 off new leftover models. I'm going to run that by you once again, up to $20,000 off new leftover models. Right now, you can get new trailers for a better price than a pre-owned trailer at LJ Patterson Sales and Service. Check them out online, ljpattersonsales.com, and make sure you hit up their Facebook page. We're going to start, as always, during the summer months with a look at the New Brunswick Senior Baseball League. I am recording this on Thursday, July 25th. Heading into weekend action, the St. John Alpines continue to lead the way with a 17-6 record. They are five games up on second place Moncton, six games up on the Chatham Ironman, seven games up on the Fredericton Royals, and Charlottetown is at 7-15, and nine-and-a-half games back of league-leading St. John. Moncton is 11-10. The Ironmen are 9-10. The Royals are 8 and 11. St. John has 101 runs for and a stingy 48 against. Munkin has scored 78 times and have given up 93. The Ironmen have scored 96 and given up 87. The Fredericton Royals lead the way in the runs for category with 103. They also lead the way in the runs against category with 106. There are some moderate signs of life over on the island. Charlottetown has seemingly picked up their offense somewhat. They have 53 runs for 97 against. And as I referenced the Charlottetown Islanders, they are in town this coming Saturday, July 27th, taking on the Chatham Senior Ironman. It is a doubleheader affair getting underway at 4 o'clock. Robert Gallant continues to lead the way for the Chatham Ironman. His average right now is 458, 27 hits in 59 at-bats. He has scored 18 times, hit six doubles, one home run, driven in 16, and has five stolen bases. Jake Cook continues to swing a hot bat, though only with 20 at-bats. He has 9 hits, batting 450. Chris Keating, with 53 at-bats, has 20 hits, 2 doubles, 1 home run, 10 RBI. He has scored 14 times and stolen 9 bases. Keating is hitting 377. And another hot bat of late is that of Nolan Levi. Levi is 18 for 56, batting 321. He has scored three times, hit a double, one home run, driven in 14, and has a pair of stolen bases. As for the Ironman pitching staff, Jamie Walls has come on strong of late. He is 2-2 two two with a stingy 191 ERA in 22 innings pitched. He has given up 19 hits and struck out 11 with only four walks and six earned runs. Zach Newman has a 195 ERA and a record of 2-0 in 14.1 innings pitched. He has given up 10 hits. Four earned runs, struck out 10, and given up five walks. J.F. Naveau is 0-1. Rhett Fazer, the Ironman import, is 2-1 with a 3.67 ERA. Shane Courtney, 3-1 with a 5.35 ERA. Ian Hardman has yet to find his way in an Ironman uniform, 0-3 with a 9.69 ERA over 4.1 innings. He had a decent outing on the go in Moncton before a rain delay. Then they came back with Courtney. The league is on the home stretch of their 2019 season. As a matter of fact, 
Regular season action is over on Friday, August 16th. The Ironman, as I had mentioned before, are home this coming Saturday, the 27th on your calendar for a pair of games with Charlottetown. It's a 4 p.m. start time. Chatham is in Fredericton on Tuesday, the 30th. Returns home on August 1st against Fredericton. That is a Thursday evening. That weekend, they are in Charlottetown for a pair of games. It's a 2 p.m. start time over in Charlottetown. Monday the 5th, they are in Moncton. St. John is here Saturday the 10th for a pair of games, a 4 p.m. doubleheader. Chatham is in Moncton on the 14th and wraps up their regular season schedule the following night on the 15th, hosting Fredericton at 7.30. Then, of course, the league will break for the Nationals, which will feature both the host, Chatham Senior Ironman, and the Fredericton Royals. Then, it's the New Brunswick Senior Baseball League playoffs. Don't forget, with five teams this year, there is that mini-series, so the point through the regular season is to avoid being fourth or fifth. You want to finish one, two, or three to avoid that mini-series. But the good news, all teams are making the playoffs. As for the Nationals, they are coming up August 22nd through the 25th, and with a little tune-up on the 21st with the Home Run Derby. Nova Scotia is sending a pair of teams to join Chatham and Fredericton. Other teams include Newfoundland and Labrador, Ontario, Quebec, Manitoba, British Columbia, and Alberta. Action will be at Ironman Field and Waldo Henderson Memorial Field in Chatham Head. The Ironman kick off their schedule on Thursday, August 22nd at 8 p.m. Following the opening ceremonies, they will host British Columbia. On Friday, August 23rd, the Ironman have a 1 p.m. start against Alberta. And later that evening, the Ironman take on Nova Scotia 2 at 7 p.m. The Ironman will wrap up the round-robin portion of their schedule on Saturday at high noon, taking on Newfoundland and Labrador. Quarterfinal action will get underway at 7 p.m. on that particular Saturday at both Ironman Field and Waldo Henderson Memorial Field. Semifinal action will go at 10 and 1, and then the bronze medal game will be at 4.30 and the gold medal game at 7.30. All action on Sunday is at Ironman Field. One other local baseball note I'd like to enter into the run record here on podcast 13 is the fact that the Miramichi Cardinals recently held their 2019 Wall of Fame induction ceremony. In recent years, they honored Gary Wood, Gary Dunnett, Robert Stewart, and John Can. This year, Pat Pick Chambers, who was a star through the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And Mike Dunnett. Mike Dunnett, certainly one of the all-time greats to ever throw on a uniform and certainly one of Miramichi's most gifted athletes. Mike led the Junior Cardinals to the 1988 Provincial Championship and was also a member of Team New Brunswick at the Canada Games that year. At the senior level, Mike led the Cardinals to the 1992 Provincial Championship, and then Mike continued to shine at the senior level year after year with the Cardinals and also with other league teams who came calling for his services. Mike won Canadian Championships with the Chatham Senior Ironman in 1995 and uh, with the St. John Alpines in 2001, respectively. Who can forget 95 in Chatham? The 01 Championship was in Kentville, Nova Scotia, as I recall. I think most people tend to forget this. Listen to this one, folks. At the 95 tournament in Chatham, Mike was named MVP, top defensive player, and a tournament all-star. At the 01 championship in Nova Scotia, Mike was named top hitter and tournament all-star. Mike's numbers as a Cardinal best we can extrapolate are as follows. 151 at-bats, 334 hits, 34 home runs, 73 doubles, 2 triples, 208 RBI, 246 runs scored, 12 stolen bases, a career average of 318, and a New Brunswick Senior Baseball League all-star in 1999 and 02. Now those are his offensive numbers. 
His defensive play was second to none. Anyone who can remember Mike playing certainly will agree with that. He was a machine in the infield and certainly was no stranger to coming in in the late innings of a game to shut things down uh, for the Cardinals, for the Ironman, or any team whose uniform Mike happened to be wearing at that particular point in time. So I thought I'd just uh, make mention of that. Pat Pick Chambers and Mike Dunnett, your 2019 Miramichi Cardinals Wall of Fame inductees. All right, switching gears now on the run. And by the way, folks, this is podcast number 13. Thanks again to LJ Patterson Sales and Service. You can check them out online at ljpattersonsales.com. The other big news of late was Renews Craft Hockeyville on Monday evening pass at another big night at the Tom Donovan Arena, Renews Rec Center area. The Craft Hockeyville folks rolled into town with Jake Allen, of course, a proud New Brunswicker and a Stanley Cup champion with the St. Louis Blues. And he was on hand and signed every piece of memorabilia thrown his way, took all kinds of pictures with the kids and had a wonderful Q&A with the kids of the Renews area as well and those who had gathered on that particular evening. It was just a wonderful, wonderful evening. And the other big item from that particular night was the announcements of some cash infusions to go along with the original Kraft Hockeyville win. As best I can recall, MLA Jake Stewart in the province of New Brunswick kicked in $94,000. Miramichi Grand Lake member of Parliament Pat Finnegan kicked in $246,000 on behalf of the federal government. So the fund continues to grow and uh, they're in the money up in news in the Tom Donovan Arena, and they'll put it to good use, I can assure you of that. With that, Ashley Hollihan joins me now. Ashley, I appreciate your time. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Listen, just uh, as I recap uh, Monday evening, let's uh, get it from your perspective. It was an unbelievable evening. Hey, buddy. Look, the weather was perfect. The crowd was awesome. And uh, to have uh, the Kraft Heinz representatives along with the NHL to bring someone like Jake Allen to our community after winning a cup, what can you say? Yeah, and uh, Ashley, look, there are so many different angles we could take in this uh, particular conversation here as we uh, do this uh, today. Um, let's go back to the original organization and the original idea to get the ball rolling here. And again, as I said before, you know, I don't know that anyone had any idea you'd be where you are today when you started out many months ago. No, like, um, you know, I mean, we had Zachary Hollihan and, and Nancy Hollihan Sturgeon take the, the bull by the horns in the beginning to get the initial submission to Kraft Hockeyville on the behalf of the Tom Dunn Arena. And uh, before they did that submission, I mean, they wanted to check in with uh, the whole idea of putting it behind one of our youth that was lost last summer and uh, put in a memory of him. And uh, they checked with the, the Dunn family and the Brophy family and got their, uh, their goodwill to do it. And, and then from there, um, you know, I mean, it's the Tom Dunneman Arena. So we got two Toms involved. Uh, Tom Dunneman was the original um, builder of the rink that basically put his house up to go get a lease for some money to build that rink. And um, from there, we uh, put it on a submission and, and, and reached out to the community and just started to uh, snowball in terms of the, uh, the content that we added to their uh, site. And uh, Ashley, as you referenced the Dunn and Brophy families, let's uh, take a moment there and just uh, travel down that road. And uh, Don has been uh, so fantastic through all of this, and Harry and Aaron and the rest of the families and the brothers and sisters and the extended family. Where are they with all this? Are they happy with uh, where we are and certainly uh, done so with all the right intentions in the memory of uh, their son and family member, but they have to be over the moon with where it's gone? I think so. You know, I mean, they're so supportive and and um, I think, I mean, it's it's that type of event that is going to leave a legacy for, for the, the Thomas Dunn that passed away. And, and I mean, they've been so committed to the cause and they've stepped up and volunteered. And I mean, it's a, a big group of them and 
they all show up and they all do their part. And uh, we're just blessed to, to have them on hand to help out. And, and obviously we're just kind of along for the ride to help and support it as well. And it's, it's really brought everyone together, which is, is awesome. Well, and as you say, everyone together, may I say this, uh, and this comes out all wrong, Ashley, I'll apologize. I am very much an outsider here as I look in on your community, uh, but have been along for the ride, and I appreciate having been there with you folks. But I would make the case that uh, this has been a, an integral part of the, the healing process, if I may be so bold as to say that. I, I would hope so, you know what I mean? Put some, uh, maybe, you know what I mean, help those that were grieving and uh, put it, the cause behind what we're doing and mm. and obviously there is an end result that happened from it and that end result is not just something that's going to be here today gone tomorrow this is going to be something that's going to be here for the youth in our community for all the, the time to come and as you mentioned youth in your community of course uh, you have your own uh, you're a teacher by trade so your whole life is centered around uh the children in your community man oh man they are wickedly excited about this whole process and that's why I got into teaching. I mean, it's all about the kids, and that's been uh, the focus, kind of the drive behind uh, my, my role in this whole thing, being an educator, and um, basically having them excited and pumped. And, uh, you know, I mean, if I was sitting in their shoes years ago, I'd be in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people in my community that supported me when I was a kid, so it's just my way of giving back. And it's just not me. I mean, it's a whole team of volunteers and adults and whoever coming together to make sure it's kids first and that's what we've been from day one and that's what the thomas memory would want us to do so we uh, just want to make sure that when it all goes down and i mean the game is played the kids are the ones that are front and center so many moving parts ashley let's focus on the arena right now uh, as i make this uh, case uh, with uh, mr singleton uh, ray bucky as you guys uh, affectionately call him up in your neck of the woods here's a gentleman who has held the tom Dunham arena together with little or no money year over year and now has this cash infusion and again ashley i realize this is likely an unfair question at this point in time and uh, fully aware there are a ton of moving parts but where from here for folks who are wondering what the next move is we sat down as a committee and obviously bucky was the lead on this and looked at what the uh, the must-dos would have to be with the rink, and obviously went in 250000 That was kind of the, the focus in the beginning. But uh, behind the scenes, you mean obviously rallying our members of parliament and our MLA to uh, pitch in for further support, and, and even within our own community having some uh, businesses step up and support. Then we were able to increase our budget and basically increase some of the 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 needs that uh, we had and basically put some money towards that as well. So he uh, right now is in construction mode and we're hoping that all goes well. And, and uh, by September, we're going to see definitely a facelift, but not only a facelift, we're going to see structurally that this building is going to be around the last for another 35. I'm no great mathematician, Ashley, but I believe the fund is now north of $700,000. And I would say by the time the dust settles and the project is complete, we won't recognize the Tom Donovan Arena as we know it now. Hey, that's what we're, uh, we're after. I mean, we want to really give this thing, uh, while we got it, we, we were going for it all the way. And uh, basically give this uh, rink the, uh, the, the work that was much needed. And uh, when we're going to do it, we're going to do it the right way. So basically now Bucky is... Uh, We've got a great budget to work from, and um, with the support of the uh, the community and and everyone in the surrounding areas, you know, I mean, we're going to really see a difference in this rink, and uh, 
we're going to have some excited kids when they step on that ice in the fall. Now, the other footnote to all of this is the action on the social medias and uh, the medias of the country that uh, has uh, ensued since Monday evening. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, Kraft and Hines are sharing and, and posting and reposting and tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking. It's just unbelievable. You guys, and when I say you guys, I guess I mean the entire community here, we're in the big leagues on this one. This is unbelievable. Everyone is either knowing where Renews is or is Googling where is Renews and finding all about you folks. It's wicked. I mean, uh, that was kind of where I came in on this whole uh, bid to, to make it happen is uh, bring in some of my social media skills that I've done with the school and um, basically put a pitch out to uh, get us recognized because we went from not even being able to look up on Google <laughs> Maps what the Renews was to now having someone like the Montreal Canadiens tweeting like eight different scenarios right in one day and it basically follow along for the scene. And, uh, it was cool. I mean, when the, in the voting process, we built up enough momentum that we were training worldwide on Twitter, which is a big deal. Yeah. And I, I think uh, all of that helped because people got curious and people wanted to know what was going on our way. And at the end of the day, I think everyone knows about Renews. And they're not saying Renews. Well, I think, too, actually, all those videos of Yuppie, and uh, he went full renews. He was fly fishing. He was on the river. He was on the side-by-side. He was with the boys at the camp. Like uh, Again, I did quick math looking at the Montreal Canadiens Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's almost uh, four or five million uh, people. And and when you think of that, you just kind of go, holy shit, that is unbelievable. It just blows my mind. And uh, to have uh, a, a video... Directly message to Curry Curtis, one of our local residents, a yeah. big fan, from Brendan Gallagher, yeah. giving him some trivia. Yeah, you know I mean, having that spread locally on our Facebook channel, <laughs> and it's uh, it's been nuts. And um, you know I mean, having uh, Jake Allen beam in with a piece of technology we have at the school and interact with students at our school, it's it's just incredible how we're kind of connecting, not only face to face but virtually. Curry's head must have nearly exploded. Oh, buddy, it's, uh, he's still overwhelmed, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's just the taste. I really think we're so much more to come, and that was just a taste of how these big organizations are really looking upon this craft hockey build in a different way, maybe. I mean, yeah. they really uh, bought into uh, what, what we were after, and they really like our story, and they're, uh, they, they see our vision and our purpose. All right, we move onward. Uh, September 18th is a Wednesday evening. Uh, we do know this. This is carved in stone, folks. Uh, the Casey Irving Regional Center will host the Kraft Hockeyville 2019 game between the Montreal Canadiens and the Florida Panthers. Around that, uh, we have a couple of CIS games, and we have the Montreal Canadiens alumni. I'll take a back seat. Ashley, you walk us uh, through that. So, yeah, we're going to kick it off with the uh, alumni game on uh, Sunday. And uh, just to give a plug into our committee, I mean, we still have tickets available for that event. And we're going to have the uh, alumni from Montreal take on the Renews Hoopers. And we're talking Hoopers, alumni, so a lot of the, uh, the crowd that we maybe would have seen at uh, Tim Hortons uh, Leafs jersey in yep. Miramichi or maybe a Hoopers jersey in Renews. Yep. Um, a lot of those local boys are stepping up and putting the skates back on. And uh, we got actually some of the local boys playing with the Montreal alumni. So it's going to be a neat game, uh, middle of the Tom Donovan Arena, 
and uh, it's going to be a fun experience. Let me jump in there. Some of the locals are suiting up with the Canadians, not just against them? Absolutely, man. we got three of our uh, community members. Wow. Are, uh, they're playing with the Illuminati. I think I think and I missed that one, Ashley. Uh, let's see who, who we got. We got uh, Jamie Curtis. Yeah. We got Rodney Buggy and another one of the Curtis's boys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty, they're pretty pumped. And, uh, like, we got a VIP going on and we got a meal happening and... We're going to probably have some tailgate parties before the game. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun event that Sunday um, to kind of kick off the whole hockey bill. All right. So Sunday is the alumni game. Wednesday is the actual game, the NHL game that is uh, preseason Canadians and Panthers. And, and around all this, Ashley, uh, and, and, again, I'll take it back seat. It's uh, nothing but great news and better coming from your mouth than mine. Uh, the CIS is rolling into town, UMB, UPEI, and there's uh, two local connections on that one as well. Jeez, man, I'm proud of this one. Like, uh, I got my niece, Shayla McFarland. She just uh, heading over to UPI to play net for uh, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So they're in town taken against one of my cousins, um, Haley Hollihan. And uh, she uh, she's with the UMB team. And uh, we got those uh, two girls kind of going head-to-head at the Tom Down Arena Friday night. And it's kind of the, the hometown meeting up. And uh, basically, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that high-level women's hockey. And that's another thing that we really want to promote, too, is, I mean, it's all levels of hockey when we did our bid. You know I mean? yeah. Uh, yeah. Having the girls, you know I mean, we had, that was a big... Big push, too. I mean, we got one of our community members, Sherry Dunn, who was, you've interviewed many times. Her daughter's part of the, the, the girls' hockey league. And, and to have uh, girls playing hockey at a Tom Dunham Arena, it's, it's great to have part of our hockey build event. Now, you have a niece on UPEI and a cousin on UMB. Dare I ask, are you allowed to pick a favorite, or are you just going to lay in the weeds and uh, let the game happen? I'm going to stay neutral. That's been my, uh, <laughs> my point of view from this whole committee thing. <laughs> and Ashley, while I have you, and we'll end right here. Um, we should get a little plug in for the uh, traveling road show that is your uh, merchandise uh, tent, your pop up store. Call it what you want to uh, fill the folks in on that. So yeah, we got uh, lots of merchandise and new merchandise on the way. And I know we've been uh, seeing lots of pictures of people wearing their merch all abroad during their summer vacations. And it's nice stuff. It's coming from Adidas, so it's great wares. And uh, we kind of got a road show going on. Shout out to all our volunteers that are taking time away from their summer schedule to, to help out for the cause. And, and we've been doing a lot of the major functions in and out of the Miramichi region. And our summer students that have been working at the rec center, they've been doing uh, sales w- within the rec, area, rec center each day as they work. So people can stop by if they need to pick up something. And uh, it's been going great. Uh, sales have been good. We're getting lots of uh, community spirit. And, uh, you know what I mean? They're, uh, they're, they look great. They're a great uh, item to be proud of because, you know, I mean, a lot of work went into this thing, and it was a great uh, accomplishment. So why not uh, support the cause and, and buy some merch and, and basically show it off? Another little footnote, too, Ashley. I said we were going to end there. Uh, one more real quick one. Uh, I uh, was working the crowd the other night and uh, mingling with folks, and uh, the other thing that really struck me as, um, well, it kind of tugs in your heartstrings, truth be told, if I'm being honest. Uh, so many folks obviously are engaged and they want the best for the community and want to put the best foot forward. But I talked to so many folks who have uh, taken days off, called in a floater or uh, re, uh, rejig their summer vacations just so they could A, help, or B, not miss any of the action. And, and that says a lot about your community as well. Man, the support that we get from this this community, and you know yourself, it's not just Renews, it's the whole Miramichi area. Absolutely. It's, it's a different it's a different culture here. And that's why people that come and visit our area are so happy to be here because we make them feel at home 
and we show them that kind of community spirit that we have. And uh, like I said, this all wouldn't have been possible without the support of the community. And that's, uh, I mean, everyone does their part. They step up and they support things when things happen. And that's so, uh, so special. And that's why, I mean, I haven't moved away from this river. And that's why a lot of people make a point to come back to this river at some point. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how that works. You know, I had that conversation with my son the other day who's a recent graduate of James M. Hill. You know, when you're 18, Ashley, you want to kick the doors off the house and go see what the world has to offer you. But eventually, uh, like you just said, and yourself included, myself included, all roads uh, strangely somehow lead back to home, don't they? Indeed, man. And uh, just to have this happen this year, the way it went down, you know, I mean, it's just uh, an incredible experience. And when we uh, have time to breathe and sit back and reflect and uh, think about what we, we accomplished as a greater community, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be something that we'll sit around and have a few drinks about in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. A little chat and a beer at the at the camp, as it were. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Maybe a tight line on the water. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, speaking of the water, is this going to interfere with your fall bass season or what? Oh, I don't know. I think I can always find a little bit of time to get some fishing in <laughs> and uh, getting ready for a big event. I got Scotland and U.S. and uh, Canada hanging out together here in the, in the Miramichi. So uh, I got to take a little break from the craft hockey doll for a while. Just a couple of weeks and uh, get this thing underway because we've been planning this one for a while. Yeah, all right. I appreciate your time. Thanks as always, my friend. All right. Later, Patty. Thanks again to Ashley Hollihan. A reminder, folks, the Craft Hockeyville 2019 game is Wednesday, September 18th. Casey Irving Regional Center in Bathurst, Montreal Canadiens, and Florida Panthers. Thanks for listening to The Run, Podcast 13. If you like it, give us a positive review. Share it with your friends and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you check out Iron House Productions at ironhousepro.com. Thanks for listening. Take care.